This is John. This is Trav. And this is Paul. Welcome to the TriTac Games Podcast. Your podcast of getting in a skinny little boat and heading off for the new world. This week, we are exploring one of the fringeworthy races, the Norlanders. And we're going to tell you all about the Norlanders and their great struggle for survival until they met up with the grand explorers from Earth Prime. You're listening to the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. I mean, you know, we're the survivors because we were the most holy. So you find these little enclaves of ultra-religious people who are completely paranoid about strangers. You know. Well, wouldn't you? You haven't seen any in 300 years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you haven't seen any in your entire life. Nobody lives 300 years. So yeah. the first time someone walks, you know, who isn't one of your tribe, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Yeah. You kill them instantly because they're the dev- they're from the devil, you know. <laughs> Must be some woodland spirit, you know. <laughs> yeah. So Helped yeah, that could be another reason why it took them a, a while to get to get around because, well, you know, uh, they went someplace they found survivors. They had to fight them. <laughs> little, little ethnic cleansing going on, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's it's all possible. I mean, certainly uh, every every uh, group that I've ever seen, uh, uh, except maybe some very very small small island groups, have. And I'm not even sure about them. I think they've all warred on somebody somewhere at some time. It seems to be part of the human uh, condition. Yeah. So we 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 fear what we don't understand. Yeah. yeah we we so don't like competition unless we're yeah. winning. If it, if it's an insular society, anything that's different, yeah, of course we're going to be afraid and be like, okay, you are not like us. You need to be, well, not here. Yeah, and if not, we're going to make sure that one way or another you're not here. So, yeah, so they're, so they, they're coming down and they're spreading through. Um, there are no books, no scrolls. They're, they're pretty much, right time they get to Rome, anything that they could read is dust. At that point, unless it's been sealed away inside of you know, uh, uh, oh, um, uh, big vases and stuff, like they found, uh, you know, a lot of things down yeah. in 
yeah, the Dead Sea Scrolls, but they were right. that's a that, but that's a, a environment that was conducive to keeping them. Oh, what what's the term? They, they keep stuck canopic jars. Those type. Yeah. Of Thank you. Yeah. Yes, that's just what I was thinking of. Yeah, Rome and, is a, and, Rome but John, is a they they knew about that over and uh, the Holy Roman Empire at that time, and it existed at that time. Can't you know? They would. I'm sure that they would have. Once they saw these very bad things happening, they would take steps to hide their most holy relics and such. So these people might be becoming introduced to Christianity uh, and other types of writings, uh, possibly even bringing it into their own culture over time. Uh, I'm not saying that they would that their old ideas of Thor and 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 such wouldn't still remain dominant, but I'm just saying is that I wouldn't be surprised to have some stuff mixed in there. They might cherry pick what they might find uh, not prevalent. Although I'm skipping the word, they it might they might find useful. But yeah, they'd be looking and going, "Well, look at our religion. We're still alive." Because it even says here they're superstitious, and they're like, right. "Yeah, we see how their god worked out for them." Yeah, oh, this looks nice, though. We'll incorporate this. And, yeah. and we do know, and looking, I mean, looking at the fringes, the fringes are the roots of the world tree. So that's definitely, I can't even pronounce that name of the world tree. Oh, Yggdrasil. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but you can, I can see them having uh, once they uh, see some exposure to to the surviving documents and those uh, enclaves that don't kill you on sight. You know, an introduction to Christianity. So you might have Yehovah Odin or Odin Yehovah, something like that. There's nobody left anybody, to tell you what that word sounds like. <laughs> I don't want anybody stoning anyone again, even if you do say Jehovah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jehovah, Jehovah. I'm look on the side of life. But yeah, but yeah, the, the, the culture. <laughs> so. So I think we we're getting to the point where we we're going to ask our resident our resident Germanic expert about so what would so how, what what would they not have our resident Germanic expert <laughs> well, I'm just gonna say that even though you're Portuguese I know <laughs> even more confused <laughs> all right well let's let's we're looking at what is present in this society and what's missing because it's just cut out whole cloth. It's not there. And it's not there because the culture that designed it, created it, manufactured it, and put it out there on the market is gone to the last man. So things we take for granted because they've always seemed to be in our culture are not there, present in theirs. And, and they don't even know it's missing. So China's gone. So, so I don't know why the character... He's drawn, he's wearing pistols, unless he got it from IDET. But there's no silk. The abacus. Their siege weaponry came out of out of China. Some of those things yeah, are I missing. Would, yeah, I would see them, uh, let's see, okay, it says their world is equivalent to the year 1535, but because they were such an insular culture... I would say, and D20 parlance again, being this group's resident OGL junkie, PL2, which would be early, I would say they were early medieval and just not a lot of Actually, imagination as far as... Actually, they're listed as PL4. Yeah, but that's that's when in the, uh, the 1535s. Yeah. 
John, that's yeah. steam tech, essentially, PL4. That's Industrial Revolution. Right, and let's keep going. So what else is missing? Um, there's no Egypt. Egypt is empty. There's the pyramids and the, and the, and the Sphinx is sitting. And a bunch of abandoned cities. Unknown. They don't have any cotton clothing. Right. But um, wheat is missing from the diet. Wheat was grown in, from Egypt and then brought to Europe. Well, no. Well, they did grow. They did grow wheat in Rome as well. But uh, but Rome Egypt, and Constantinople relied on the wheat fields in Egypt. That, that was the breadbasket. But there still was there was some local growing, but not as much as yeah. You're right. Egypt and Greece. So mm-hmm. oh no, so you're missing the Greek alphabet. Yeah, no olive oil, but you're also missing algebra. You're missing geometry. Oh, God, yeah, I wouldn't see them having a whole lot of sciences and stuff just because all that came from all those areas. Medication. We don't have an Oscillus to, to begin the foundations of medicine. What, what it's So your Norlanders are into the gods still, for every injury. Yeah, still bloodletting and beating the demons out of you, yeah. Yeah. Rome's gone, so... You can't get a good glass of wine, but so is Rhodes. Nobody's okay. I call BS on that thing right there. Now, Romans, Romans made roads, and that way, they were immensely successful. Paved roads. Well, the roads are still there, right? But but, but the power the makes them. Yeah, a good Roman road. If I've seen a, I actually have seen a. Uh, Diorama when I was in Germany of making a Roman road. They dug down for for the Appian Way. They dug down twenty feet and then started making the road. Wow! That's why the Appian Way is Basically. still there. Nobody else. Yeah. Um. The, no aqueducts. Well, the, 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 the remains of the aqueducts. aqueducts yes. You could find them in Rome. You could find them in Spain. You could find them in Turkey where they had been built, but the people who know how to make them are gone. And so these Norlanders are standing there looking at it going, wow. So they're looking at an arch going, that's a fabulous idea. And it carries water. How did they do? Yeah. and Well, it also depends. They're, they're, they won't be maintained, so they won't probably be carrying any water at that yeah, point. Well, you know, the, the, the aqueduct that runs through Spain still carries water. Yeah. Well, because it's been maintained. It's, you let, it's you let it go for 300 years. You, you let it go for 300 years, and yeah, there's no one cleaning up. Cleaning out rock rock falls and stuff like that. Um, no concrete. The formula for concrete was was invented in in Rome. Mm-hmm. Well, good concrete. Because they made a mixture. Well, you know, they tried to stomp concrete out. It was they thought it was inferior to marble. They tried to pass a law a law of concrete. Actually, actually, Roman concrete is better than modern day concrete. True, but that's <clears> because they of the ash they use. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't use lime. They used a mixture of lime and volcanic ash. And it actually has a lower carbon footprint than modern-day um, concrete. Now, let me say, um, iron, the iron tools and iron weapons they have are, are substandard. It's not as good as the iron if there had been a row. Oh, my Scandahoovian friends would call, it, would call you on that one. I would say... <laughs> But their iron is not as good as good Roman steel. Yeah, unfortunately, if they find anything like Damascus steel, it's going to be heavily corroded. Yeah. Yeah, so they're not going to find good swords. The people who know how to make it are gone. 
So nothing from India. So the Aryan languages aren't filtering around. Oh, and no spices. No spices. No spice road. Yeah, food's pretty bland. So for spices, they're using onions, garlic, honey, sweet grasses, sea salt, berries. Yeah. Okay, you said something about you said something about substandard iron. Uh, Keep going. I need to look up something really quick. Iron Age iron. Yeah, it's early Iron Age iron, so it's it would be softer. It's not as good of iron. They don't have the ability to make it as pure. Well, that's a matter of just improving technique, though. That would be early PL1, then. I, I have D20 Future here in my hands, folks. Yeah, that would PL1 is the Bronze Iron Age. That would be, okay, let me reboot. Early human civilizations began to work metal toward the end of the Stone Age. The melee ability of copper led to its becoming the first metal to be, quote-unquote, tamed. Adding tin to copper created a much stronger alloy, bronze. This advance allowed for the crafting of tools and weapons of great durability. In turn, these improved tools made possible the working of iron, which soon replaced bronze as the metal of choice for tools and weapons. Um, but if it's substandard, you're not... You're, so we figure they're going to be about halfway through PL1. Yeah, that's not even medieval. That's pre-medieval. No, I, I put them at, at least PL2, Trav, because, you know, first of all, they, I mean, they had travelers going from Rome and all these places up to that area in the oh, first yeah. place, teaching, you know, or at least working their trades up there before the disaster happened. And, you know, there's always the possibility of them rediscovering some stuff on their own. I mean, they have certainly enough reason to want to. But, yeah, I think the PL4, which we put down, we basically decided what the PL levels were when we published this edition of Fringeworthy. So I think we might have been a little bit too over the top on that, that I think your points are well. Okay, that maybe PL2, PL2 yeah. would yeah. be about right. Yeah, and, and we're also talking at the time, this was the Germanic Iron Age for Scandinavia and, and, and in, in that area of Europe. So they basically, they actually, you saw a, re, a reintroducing a bronze in some cases, because you know the Romans, the Romans weren't there, you know, selling them aren't good iron weapons. And bronze is still really popular for making a lot of different tools with. Yeah, but still, you, you they will find, you know, they'll find remnants of, of decent iron weapons and iron iron stuff. Uh, you can you remember the iron smithies of the of the seven hundreds. It's not this kind of iron smithies you see these days. You see around in later centuries. So yeah, so I'm saying can, the technique is is not is it's comparable, but it's not as good. And then the southern irons and stuff like that are sneaking in things like chrome. Now you got to remember though, in Africa, you know, they actually were making high quality high quality iron close to steel. Would basically just would build would build and break down uh, uh, furnaces, you know. It's just, it, they they found a technique to actually get the temperatures you need to get that purification, and get the slag off the iron, so you can actually make decent weapons and decent implements. So it's it's just it's just a matter of you know, of technique. I would imagine in a couple hundred years they would figure out, figure it out. Yeah, I think that. As the Norlanders explored south and saw all these cultures having left behind weapons and tools and whatnot, and we already have determined that these people are a slow, steady people. They take a lot of time doing things. It would take them a while to reverse engineer all the stuff that they found, 
where they can make it themselves. It would take the better, you know, a century for them to fully integrate all this stuff that they find left behind into their cultures. They figure out, okay, what did this do? Basically, these people had to become archaeologists to sit there and pick out then, what all these cultures had left behind. And then, and then they have, pops a fringe worthy who says, oh, I can read Greek or I can read Latin. Well, also, they're also scavengers because, they're, as you said, they're archaeologists, but they're also scavengers. Their primary source of art is what they find in these cities and villages. Yeah. And they just reforge it. So they actually do have good quality iron. It just simply is it's stuff that was already forged and refined before the, before you know uh, a couple hundred years before. It's just a matter of you know tossing it into the furnace, getting high enough to burn the oxygen off the iron, and there you go. <laughs> you got iron. So, so what it looks like though is you know you step out. What are they wearing? Um, if, if they're still living north up around the, the Arctic Circle, they're wearing flax, you know, linen, which is made from f- the fibers of flax, and then still wearing wool. Whether it's coming off yeah. of sheep or go, they're yeah, they're wearing furs, they're wearing leather. Uh, in some cases, wearing seal skins, especially if they're uh, ships crews working out on the water, fishermen, whatnot, and they probably have a pretty basic diet. They're doing, yeah, lots of fish, oats, barley, rye for, for grains. I've been thinking a lot of venison and what and and technically, I'm here in the Mich, you know, southern Michigan. We think venison, deer. No, technically, caribou, elk, deer, moose. That would that's all in the quote unquote under the ages of venison. So they would be eating a lot of caribou, elk, deer, moose. Oh yeah, that would that would be their main meat. You see trade with the trade with the Laplanders then, because there's a lot of Laplanders with her, reindeer herds. Well, they have those little. They have those. They're cattle. They're a long-haired cattle, and the name is escaping right now. They have cows. I don't know what. Just Scandinavia, but they have. Oh cows. yeah, because it's cows in 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 like northern uh, Holsteins, you know. So they have cows in there. I'm sure that they would have been. So so cheese is in their diet. Yeah, fresh milk daily. They eat lots of shit, fish and shellfish. Like I said earlier, they sweeten things with honey. They they add salt. Um. Yeah, because I, sugar came from. Comes Southern. from the Middle East. Really? And then it gets started, started into Egypt. Well, you you got different sources of sugar. You get you have honey. Yeah, you got beet sugar, sugar beets, cane sugar, sugar beets. So you know it just depends on and and what uh, if they can get all get a hold of honey or not. You know, so honey's yeah. easy, but yeah. we're, but we're talking sugar cane sugar, and that came out of the beast. And there's well, and yeah. there's also uh, plenty of sugar that can be extracted from fruits. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Syrup, Syrup yeah, is, a, is a, a good sweetener. Um, compote is what? is compote. It's a it's a chopped mixture of fruits, and so everybody preserved apples and and berries and cherries and gooseberries and blueberries or whatever berries were local and they sort of kind of chopped it all up mixed it together boiled it and made a jelly-like loaf out of it compote c-o-m 
P O E C O T P O T E. Yes. Yes. Oh, correct. You know what? I just just realized something. There be there actually would be a trade from the New World. All those maple trees. Mm-hmm. Maple syrup. <laughs> well, Maybe the discovery yeah. of maple trees is the most amazing thing ever. Right. And this and the same reason that there was trade when we had colonies there too. All those trees equal a whole lot of uh sap and uh stuff to keep your boats uh waterproof. Oh yeah. Oh you got trees you could make masts out of because they're tall and straight. That too. They wouldn't have to and blow anymore to sail, yeah. No, that's something else that I realized. Yeah, it's like Paul mentioned, yeah, there's no wine, there's no this. But you know they had mead. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking of the bit from the, the oh God, Antonio Banderas. The thirteenth warrior where yeah. the, the village has been destroyed think and the guy has from the fermented. horn. Yeah. It's like I do not take anything fermented from the grater from the way this is from honey. And he just grabs it, downs it. The blonde lady walks up and without even looking, he just hands her the horn because they're just looking at the devastation of the village. <laughs> <laughs> that that was their main drink of choice their main alcoholic drink of choice then is honey mead. Like Paul said, no wine. Beers, maybe. Beer yeah, beer, started beer, Sumeria. Beers oh, is, right. is based, yes. beer beer based be, on barley. Meat would be their their quote unquote poison of choice. Then, yeah. Now right. until be, until they move south. Well, right, but I mean their main until they start exploring. You know, and what right. they their cultural go, basis would be their 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 drink of choice. Yeah, and what they they're going to find is they when they move south. Is all these wild fields of wheat? It's you know the, the wheat's going to grow and it's going to plant seeds and it's going to grow and plant seeds and grow and plant seeds around have, Rome. Yeah, in 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 Europe in, in most of Europe there was wheat being grown in various plants in seven hundred. So you have well, all yeah, kinds of crops. Yeah, you you let fields grow for four hundred years. Yeah, you're going to have what in the cult the concept of cultivation will be gone. You're just going to have. Wheat and fruit and this and that and the other just Free, everywhere. Fields of gourds. Of, yes, you know. just that depends because, on that poor cultured thing lost out to native plants. You may not have fields of wheat; it's turned back into grass because the wheat couldn't compete with the native grass. No, wheat, wheat, and te- quinoa is what grows around Rome. Isn't wheat grass anyways? Just you know. Yeah, but he's yeah. kind of right because wheat is a is a cultivated plant, so it may not actually do well against native grasses. Yeah, you gotta you gotta cut all the native grasses down. You gotta plow that land and basically tear up the root yeah. stuff, so wheat can take hold and take over that ground. But if the farmer is not there to turn the dirt over and kill the weeds, kill the wheat, the wheat itself is going to get choked out. Yeah, what does grow around Rome is quinoa. The ancient grains, oh, quinoa, and you'll st- you'll still find places where you know things like uh, vines. So grapes will be still growing in places. The trouble is they won't be producing very much because they're basically they they have not been properly tended. But you still have grapes, and you still have the olive trees in Greece when they hit Greece. Well, yeah, you're going to still have stuff growing naturally, even if it's actually, not cultivated. You, it's still going to grow. Actually, you have olive trees in southern France. I can see that. In Spain. Along the Mediterranean, I can see that. 
Yeah, so they'll, they'll they'll rediscover these these fruits. But it's 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 one thing to find it, and it's yeah. another to know what to do with it. Yeah, one thing to realize, how how do you process olives? So you, so you open a them. building that's surrounded by all these trees, and here's these great big presses. It looks like a press. It's got a big barrel. It's got a huge weight over the top of it. But what did they put in it? Did they put these funky green bitter tasting berries in there? Why? Why? Maybe they put prisoners in it. <laughs> That's probably what the Vikings will do. <laughs> Here's some survivors. <laughs> Tell me what I want to know or I'm going to release the weights. Well, actually, if they do find survivors and they don't and they don't kill them out outright, they might actually find out what the what the heck you do with some of these things. So Yeah. Yeah. Or there may be some sage who talks about the, the, the strange oils that were bought from, from traders. You know, and they don't know, you know, and this is passed down to the history and verbal history or whatever. Um, did they actually, have, yeah, they had writing, so a lot of the writing will be in runes. Yeah, it's runic, but, but everybody, well, okay, most, most of them were not literate. Literacy was confined to the high rulership. It was one of those methods of control. If your people can't write, they can't conspire. Yeah, information cannot be disseminated quickly. Yeah. So, so even even in some cases, the chieftains couldn't read. They relied on a scribe and a and a shaman to read a message, write a message to send it out to the next to the next uh, shaman in the next village to disseminate what the Lord Chieftain said. Yeah, usually the the literacy was confined to the religious caste, as it were. Yeah, and also if you want to eat olives, not just get the oil, you need actually you need to either process them in yeah you let a guy let them ferment either in lye or brine, so that's something that you have to learn to do learn to do all over again. There's actually a lot of things you have to relearn all over again to to be able to do things like wine. Now, grapes it tastes good, big seeds though. If you ever if you ever had wine grapes, they're really seedy because well. That's the way they are. They're they're not meant to be eaten by hand. They're meant to be pressed and processed. <laughs> Good Lord. Is there no end to these lost cases? We did make a dent. A dent? Well, it's more like we're trying to lower the Thames a teaspoon at a time. Well, consider what we have learned in the process and what new mysteries await us. Here's the case of a mythical creature of Siam coming to the aid of the ministry. Here's another set in your native country of New Zealand that tells of an ancient holy man waking a dragon. And here, here is an intriguing case of a strange series of heists corresponding with a traveling festival. Well, since you put it that way, let us proceed. Testing, testing. Miss Braun. Exactly what are you intending to do with that micro... Oh, no. Oh, yes. We have talked about this. And now we're going to podcast it. Again? Again. Tales in the Archives, Volume 2. The second season of the award-nominated podcast from Pip Valentine and T. Morris. Subscribe for free through iTunes or at the Ministry of Peculiar Currences website. Or visit the Kindle store at Amazon.com, the Nook store at BarnesandNoble.com, or smashwords.com for 99-cent editions of these original shorts. Find out more at ministryofpeculiaroccurrences.com.
This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. This is John Ryer saying keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. And this is Paul. When you remove the pin, Mr. Grenade is no longer your friend. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Yo, brothers. This was the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker, you best attribute this to the folks at Tri-Tech Games. And if you don't, we'll be after your sorry butts, because we're some bad mothers. Hi, this is Trav of the Travcast, Hour 3 of Blind Wolf's Rubber Room Association on DementiaRadio.org, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern.